0: I have, like, a problematic opinion. <laughs> um, every elephant I've seen in person, I feel like, is fake.
1: Here we start, right, because... Everyone should know me by now because I'm in every episode. Um, but uh, who are you?
0: <laughs> who am I? Um,
1: that's that's a deep question, question, question as,
0: well. as well. Yeah, excellent question. Every existentialist, you know, existentially fraught twenty-something-year-old is asking himself. So my name is David. Um, I am from Texas. I am currently living in Houston with my mom because of the coronavirus. But I, you know, I studied in San Antonio, met Adam in Strasbourg. He knew how to pronounce H sounds in German. So I was like, this boy <laughs> like, speaks something other than... He's, he's I, not French. got to ask him where he's from. But yeah, so studied in Strasbourg for a little bit. Um, is there anything else I need to like...
1: I mean, do you have a favorite color? Blue. Yeah. Nice. So oh, I mean- you... You wrote uh, a, a book about blue, <laughs> I, didn't you?
0: <laughs> I, yeah, well, I mean, kind of. So I did this, yeah, I did this. Um, so last year when I was in Strasbourg, like there was this writing competition and uh, the theme was the color blue and it happens to be my favorite color. So I wrote a little, little short, little text about it and got it published in, in a book, so.
1: Yeah, I mean, w- w- what's special about this book is that you wrote it in three different languages.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I, my, like my native language is English. Grew up speaking it at home. Um, <clears throat> you get to high school in the part of Texas I grew up, and you have to take three years of a foreign language. And you can you know, take up to four. Um, but the options in my high school were, of course, Spanish, which is pretty typical. Spanish, French, German, Mandarin, Japanese. Uh, eventually, the sign language and Latin, I think, but just like a pretty fair, pretty good selection. Um, and I really wanted to learn Mandarin. I said a lot of Mandarin-speaking friends, and um, but the problem was I did a lot of music in high school, and the music class was at the same time as the Mandarin class, so I couldn't do that. And then I was like, well, you know what? I'll just relearn learn Spanish um spanish was actually my first language it was all my like first words and everything were in spanish and then um i we heard that like the spanish teachers were god awful and so i said okay maybe not that and i was like who learns german i might as well learn french <laughs> you know and so uh i started taking french in high school and then uh continued in college and that's actually what i study now So i do i study french lit um in your podcast you should put in have you seen that video of cardi b saying like coronavirus (laughs) (laughs) look it up i'll send you a link but you should definitely
1: (laughs) i'll put it in now Coronavirus.
0: exactly exactly but um anyways so met this one of my one of my best friends and he studied german and he said hey you should really learn german and so the summer after my first year at uh, university i went to germany for the first time started learning german and so when I got to Strasbourg, it was like the perfect, like for me, it was like the ideal study abroad location because I really wanted to do a lot of stuff in French, but I also needed to really work on my German, so it was kind of ideal. So yeah, and I've been studying the two other languages for quite a bit of time now, and. Yeah, so when I wrote that thing, I decided to just kind of do, like, very stream of consciousness, like, to the extent of, like, whichever comes language, first. like, yeah. the words, just, like, that's the one I Only
1: wrote. bi- or trilinguals will understand that, David. <laughs>
0: just just <laughs> <the> trilingual things.
1: <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah that that, but... that does happen a lot to me, actually. Um, some, I mean, it's it's rare yeah. that a word comes into my head in German. Um, there there are some words like if, if I've been reading German or I've just come out of a German class yeah. then the German word will come quicker but yeah. with French especially um, literally most sentences I say outside of like an academic context are like franglais kind of mixture of, of yeah. both yeah
0: but I mean you've been living in like a i mean you grew up in a bilingual environment you know
1: yeah yeah so i was i was born in scotland and then i was i came to france with my family when i was nine and nine ten and then they straight away we, we we came over in like the summer like july and I started in September in a French school, like straight away. Like yeah. there was no, I remember I I could learn sort of like um, what well, I had learned, like the colors. I think I had like one French lesson and it was yeah. like the colors. Um, I might have even learned blue. That might have been my first yeah. f- French word. Um, wow. bit like basic, really basic stuff. And then straight away French school and... I, I'm I'm not I'm not joking here. I, I must say within about six months I was pretty conversational like I was speaking French kind of yeah. kind of fluently. Obviously there were some words that I didn't I didn't understand. Um yeah. and still now, you know, I don't understand um every word, but um yeah, it's so quick. Super fast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. No, and that's something <clears throat> that's, something that's like, I think is, like, really beautiful. And um, I feel like in general, like, even when, I don't know what it is, and maybe, like, like, exclusively Francophone people would be able to comment on this, but I feel like no matter how much I've learned, no matter how much I speak, like, no, no matter how comfortable I get, it, like, there's still so many things, like, I just, like, don't understand. And maybe it's just because... That's just what France is like. <laughs> you know, like reading, writing, pronunciation, structure, like most of that, like I have, like there, there's... there's-
1: yeah, I mean, your, your, your pronunciation of French is, is really good. Thank you, thank you. I've um, <laughs> worked, worked really hard. I did have that... I- that's coming from a French person. I've got my French ID now. Yeah, I am yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's- so a, a French person has told you that your French accent is thank good. Thank you, thank you. What more do you want?
0: But, um, but yeah, no, it's more so like... Sometimes when I'm just sitting there listening, like I like, especially when I like listen to music, there are lyrics that escape me. And I wonder if I just have like an underdeveloped part of my brain somewhere <laughs> because, like, even in like English, I'll like listen to uh, you know, um, you know, the singer Lizzo. She's like pretty popular, so uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I've been listening to Lizzo for a little while, so probably now for about like two years or so because I saw her. Uh, one of my friends took her. One of my friends took me to see her, just like on a whim, at a concert in this tiny little venue in San Antonio, right before she got really famous. And so, and that was what my sophomore year, my second year of at Trinity. And so we went to go listen. I mean, I've been listening to music ever since, but like up until you know maybe last week or so there were certain songs where I was just saying like the wrong lyrics, you know, like I've been saying them wrong this whole time. <laughs> yeah. you, know, that's not, that's not yeah. you know, but I feel like, I feel like in general, like music's pretty hard like to understand, like unless I like see the lyrics in front of me. Um,
1: I, I would almost go and push that even further and say that it's just the spoken word yeah. that's because for for instance, like in, I mean, in any foreign language, um, I've taken the example of, of, of German, obviously, cause that's what, what I learned, what I'm learning. Mm. Um, but like you'll, you'll hear, you know, you'll hear words and you'll get used to them and you've heard them a few times. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, this is, this is one word, yeah. you know, in my head, it's one word and I spell it kind of like this. Yeah. But then one day you see that word written down on a piece of paper and you're like, actually, that's four words. Yeah. Or, or you know, and it's 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 just completely different. I, you're like, what? I wouldn't have spelled that. Oh, these are together. What? I thought it was one. No, absolutely, absolutely. So you kind of rediscover the word, yeah. Yeah, and
0: no, and you're you're absolutely right. And also, like, for me, I feel like I'm such a visual learner in general. Like, you know, whether it's you know, like a science class, math class, you know, like language class, like I prefer having stuff written out in front of me. I prefer being able to like look at it and see it, and that helps me learn it and like internalize it. And so sometimes with, with languages, excuse me, um, if I'm, if I like don't see it written down, like it's just like this kind of like, like it's just, endless, noise. It's yeah, just like noise, it's just noise. Yeah. The thing that exists in my head and I can replicate it, but, and it's the same with names, you know? And, and, and like when, like when I encounter somebody who has like a new name that like I've never heard before or seen before, like I usually ask them to like spell it out or something because then I'm like, Oh, yeah. see how this works but no i think you're absolutely right and it's true and when you're learning the language like once you see it written down it's something entirely different you know um but anyways
1: yeah I, but I, w- I was just gonna say like the the thing i i f- one of the things i find so fascinating about language i mean that's that's what i study you know right? i study languages and i teach languages and stuff um but one of the reasons i find it so fascinating is like Right. Imagine. Right, imagine. There's no language, like language that hasn't been invented, right? And like, so basically, all spoken languages is noises. All, all it is is just noises. It's just air mm. that comes in and air that comes out, and that's it. And yeah. for me, the fact that I can be making all these noises that are just random noises. I mean, they don't. I mean, in themselves, have no yeah. meaning. But then you can then yeah. hear them. And then you understand my message. It's just so weird to me. Like, how it's just crazy, I find, how how that's even possible.
0: One of the things I learned recently was there's there's a biologist in my class. And she said that she does research with birds. And in Texas, um, there's one bird called the mockingbird. I don't know if, did you ever read, what was that? Yeah.
1: Um, uh, to Kill a Mockingbird. No? To
0: a Mockingbird. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, after, yeah. 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 There was also that, there was also another book, um, The Hunger Games. You know how there was the Mockingjay? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was yeah, it was based I thought you
1: were going that. for like a, like a really, like a, like a, a, one of those books that everyone, <laughs> yeah. 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 No, but yeah, no, like a
0: really pretentious literary reference, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, Anyway, so that's actually the Texas State Bird. And it's true. What it does is, you know, um, it listens to other bird songs or, you know, people playing music on their iPhone or, you know, whatever. And it will replicate these sounds. And um, they're, it's apparently they have like their regional like dialects. And so Whoa. even like, I don't, know, I don't know how that works, but like apparently that's like a thing. Like there's like, uh, like dolphins will have like different dialects or different like, there call or you know like different birds will have different like calls and whatnot that are slightly different, and birds who aren't from the same region like won't interact with each other. They won't recognize so, the same.
1: D- does that mean that a mockingbird from Texas could yeah. not have a bird-like conversation with a mockingbird from Missouri?
0: Yeah, no, more or less that's the concept. And actually, so. <sighs> When I was growing up, I, I grew up in a suburb of Houston um, called Katy, and um, there are a bunch of morning doves out there, and they have this one specific call. Like I won't replicate it right now. I have It's been a little while since I've worked on my operatic. <laughs> no, go on, go on, go on, go
1: on.
0: Um, it was interesting because when I went to, I don't know if this was in Freiburg or if it was in Strasbourg, but they Is have-
1: this the sound they make?
0: <laughs> right now <laughs> no no yeah, just,
1: i'm still waiting for the sound see, it's mate. like a <laughs>
0: kind of thing um but yeah anyways, so when i came to it when i came to europe i i'm pretty sure it was in either Strasbourg or Freiburg. but i heard the morning dove but the call was like way lower they
1: what would you say fry fry bird
0: <laughs> fry <Freiburg>. bird <laughs> and
1: Freiburg. Freiburg. <laughs>
0: they uh they but yeah it was like the same song but just like shifted down like you know
1: so you noticed the difference yeah
0: so like i don't know or maybe it was just like really buff you know like
1: beefy birds. <laughs> <laughs> these these european birds <laughs> are there any um do you have like a like a favorite word in either french or german oh like because i i know that for instance german obviously this kind of applies to a lot of. I'm just basically you. You know, you've given you time here to think, um, but like, there are obviously words in every language that you. Some of them you can't directly translate. You know, like the mm-hmm. there like the word chair. I mean, most languages have a word for chair, right? Yeah. But there's yeah. there's words uh, in in German that just don't exist. Or that are uh, there's no equivalent in English, and it's like twelve words in English to mean that one sort of yeah. concept. Yeah,
0: you know, I've been I've been meaning to like put together a list of these words because, and it, it's interesting because I was thinking about this um, too with like, with English and just like you know, because sometimes people ask me like, oh, what's your favorite word in English too, and and there's so many good ones. I've been meaning to like compile a list. Um, Let's see. So I have my answer for German. Um, so actually, for the long time, it's funny. My favorite word in German was etwas, which is like the simplest, you know, like you say it all the time, you know, and just like simple, straightforward.
1: For, for people that don't speak uh, German, do I just explain maybe?
0: Yeah, so um, etwas means more or less something, you know, and so you could say, which um, is funny because, you know, like usually when people say their favorite word, it's some like poetically <laughs> meaningful word um but i just like the way i was like you know if you're gonna say so something is simple and uh, i guess you know i never it's know useful use yeah use as well you use it a lot exactly like it might as well sound like slightly mysterious you know <laughs> and so it was. It was, yeah. <laughs> and so like like um yeah so but for longest for the longest time that was my favorite word Uh, When I told my friends that were learning German that they're like, "Um, sir. (laughs) Boring. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess now my favorite word, and again, it's interesting because it's not necessarily for its poetic value, but for its meaning. And like, I feel like this is like every angsty 12 year old. Can I guess
1: actually before you you say it? Is it it Heimat? Yeah. Is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought so. (laughs) Yeah. And it's (laughs) like, like every like angsty
0: like like fifteen year old German ling- like language learner who's on Tumblr too much is like it favorite word is high.
1: What did it mean? <laughs> I can't say.
0: It's <laughs> one of those intranslatable words, <laughs> but, um, but you get know, it. it's just German things. <laughs> but um, but it's true. I mean, there's something like I feel like it really expresses something that. I can really connect to because. Do, do you want to like maybe
1: explain? I mean, I I know it's actually a difficult word to explain. Yeah, but yeah. just if, so, if you
0: could. So so Heimat is, you know. An untranslatable term, but it means more or less like home and where you belong and where your homeland is, and so, and it's a pretty important word. In the history of you know Germany, because like a lot of people. I mean, like everybody's used it from the, you know, from immigrants coming in today to, you know, you know, the third Reich and everything. I I just said it, third Reich like such an American. Say it with the German accent. Uh actually, what would it be? Is it Drittes? Dritte?
1: See now, this is where uh, I don't I don't know if it's E S E
0: R E N. Yeah, I'm like I don't remember which which is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> dry. Dry, dry. <laughs> so right. no, yeah, the third Reich. <laughs> It's true. Um, you know, like it's, it's shown up again and again in literature and in art and in film and poetry. Um, and for me, um, I really liked, I mean, like, I learned this word at like a really critical moment for me because it was, you know, like I grew up in Houston Um, but it was like right after I moved to San Antonio and I was building, you know, so I had this Heimat in Houston, but I was building this new Heimat with friends and with, and with professors and new experiences in a whole new, in a whole new city. And then it also, I learned that the first time I went to Germany, which happened to be the summer, I decided that I was going to go spend a year in France. And so it was, you know, like for me, then I went and I left the high that I knew in the US to go build one, you know, in Strasbourg, you know, <laughs> who knows what's over there, you know. <laughs> like it was it was it was a really big kind of leap of faith to just go and do something so so out of so new, you know, and um and also like for me, like it's interesting because so my mom and I live in Houston. My mom and I live in Houston because my so, her parents, my grandparents, were living here when my dad passed away when we were in Bolivia. And so, my mom wanted to move back to the U.S., and it just made sense to be close to home. And so, we live here, but the rest of my mom's family lives kind of up in the Appalachian Mountains, which, for those of you who aren't too familiar with the U.S., it's kind of the, the mountains on the eastern side. Um, and then, my dad's side of the family all lives more or less around Jackson in Mississippi. And so, it's for me, this like concept of Heimat is so pertinent because I have such a fragmented Heimat. like it's just geographically fragmented mm-hmm. I mean like you know i here I am in Houston, feeling perfectly at home. I can drive eight hours to Mississippi, feel perfectly at home, drive three hours to San Antonio, feel perfectly at home, drive two days up into the mountains of Western North Carolina and feel at home and so and then now you know after I eight hours here abroad, yeah. <laughs> yeah, fly eight hours. You can get over to, <laughs> yeah. exactly get over to Strasbourg and have my my out there. So, for me, yeah. So I would say that's probably my favorite German word, just because it expresses something that is instantly understood in German. That like I have to kind of explain a little bit in English. You know,
1: I, I, so, that's amazing. And that I mean, th- this is exactly why I love learning languages. You know what I mean? Because so this this word. If you hadn't learned German, there is no word that in English that expresses the way that you felt. Yeah. But it's because you learned this new word, you discovered this new language, and therefore this 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 new word that meant exactly the way you felt. I, it's such a yeah. it's such a, a rich like experience that you just discover. Yeah.
0: yeah, exactly, and that and that's the thing, and like. And for me, you know, and of course, and in, in, in absolutely. And for me too, that's one of the most beautiful things about language learning. Because, I mean, of course, it's fun to be able to go order ice cream in like a couple yeah. of different languages. You know, <laughs> uh, It's fun to be able to go and, um, you know, say, oh, that's a chair, <laughs> you know, in a couple of different yeah. languages. But for me, the really fun part is what I really love about language learning is going and finding new ways of expressing something either in a very you know and, and this is something i like about german it's a very um i don't know it's an economic or economical language it's yeah very, i think it, it's economic
1: it, it it saves a lot of efficient efficient
0: yeah it's it's one of the things where it's e- either through learning these really precise ways of identifying you know a, a whole nebulous feeling or nebulous concept through learning new words or just by finding like and for me, this is what I really love about French is that there's so many ways of expressing things that just either sound really pretty or like like it's a very you know of course it's it's funny because there are other times where the French language is just completely whack you know and it. Is.
1: it, it it is a lot, yeah, is. and I, I, I know what you mean. I, I often use the word um, like flowery to describe the French language. It's it's almost they're, they're putting too much. Like for instance, I, I do a lot of translation. I translate from English into French and also French into English. And into English is is, is what I prefer. I just find it a lot easier. It's just easier to, yeah. stuff in English is just kind of easy to, to say. It just there's words yes. and it just makes sense. Um, but mm-hmm. for instance, into French, they have these sort of long sort of formula and it, uh, often the the French translation is considerably longer than the original yeah. text in English. Um, just I mean an example like in English um, sunrise right is one word you know uh, seven letters mm-hmm. sunrise, but in French is le lever du soleil. It's four words. Uh, it, the rise of the sun you know and it's just that yeah. they, there's a lot of just adding stuff but in English it is also yeah. quite efficient. You can
0: discover so much about the culture through the language too uh,
1: and the people yeah. as well you yeah. understand how they speak and why they say certain things and stuff like yeah. that and w- also w- w- what I love and this is maybe just me and because I like teach and um like I love learning Uh, the mistakes that certain people uh, will make in English. Yeah. So, for instance, in in French, I don't know, like a a typical uh, mistake that a French person will make when speaking English is they will say, um, I am agree. Yeah. Right? Instead of I agree, because in French, it's je suis d'accord. And je suis is, is I am. So they're just translating. Yeah. And it's the same thing in German. And I love being able to say, I, I know why yeah. you said that. Yeah. I know why you're putting the verb at the end. You're yeah. You're German. Yeah. And then you just kind of understand where they're from and what they're thinking and stuff. I yeah. love that.
0: Yeah. And it's interesting, too, because, you know, beyond beyond just seeing which mistakes people make and and like knowing why they make them. I also feel like when you learn a language and maybe this is just like a particular case of, you know, between French, German and, and English, because English is like a strange mix of the, you know, Frankenstein's monster, <laughs> of French and German. But, um, I feel like when I learned French, it, taught me a lot about how to express certain things in English. Like I, I like have this a whole new yeah. point of view. And, you know, of course, vocabulary is one thing because a lot of, you know, there are a lot of word, loan words from French that are, you know, you know, in, in the U.S. We, we call them SAT, um, <laughs> SAT words because, you know, there's this huge, um, exam that you have to take before you go to college called the SAT and there's a the vocabulary section. And so, I mean, you can go to the store and buy, you know, a set of, flashcards memory cards um that just has so many words but you know they're all like this these elevated vocabulary words um so there are a lot of these you know sat words that come from french um but it's also like just like the way of structuring sentences and the way of getting ideas to flow like there's a lot that i learned how there's a lot of like formulations and stylistic things that i learned in french that i carried over into my english and they aren't incorrect you know um and it's a it's and same with with German. There are a lot of things that I I just like ways that things would be expressed in German that I saw and I heard. And I said I really like that, and so I would carry that over. And it's use it, yeah. And it's interesting. And it's it's interesting because then like through that, especially if you learn languages. And I know you know German and French. I mean, they are related, but not you know say as closely related as um, you know Italian and and French or something. But Spanish and kind of stuff, French, yeah. But there is something there and that's pretty cool to see as well. Like where it's fun watching like the little roots of these languages pop up and their similarities, you know, and, and I don't know. I just think for me, there's, there's something, especially, there's something that you unlock and not only about yourself, but about just the way that the world exists, you know, through learning a language. And
1: And it's, it's just, uh, that's, I'd love Like even like learning a new word, I feel just, I mean, in any language, English, French, German, whatever, I i feel like a little kid. I feel as if I've discovered and I'm like, because cause then as as with the word Heimat, you can attach it to all these different notions you have in your head and it just it, it's just a new tool to express a new feeling or a new idea that you couldn't have done before. Um, which I I, I just love
0: yeah and it's fascinating and you know and I think think that's a really beautiful part of language learning that's often kind of you know that often goes unaddressed because you know usually when people say oh you should learn a language for this reason it's because oh you're going to go travel or oh it's good to know this language for business or something but there's also a very innately personal um,
1: I am agree with that
0: (laughs) I am agree with that (laughs) But no, and, and it's 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 really, it's really it's really incredible, and it really makes for something just just stunning, you know.
1: It is. Yeah. Do you have favorite um, words that, uh, in, in 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 the languages that? Uh,
0: or maybe like even if it's not like a favorite word, you know, just like yeah, like up. a fun.
1: I like for in German, I really love. I I think German gets a bad reputation. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, I don't like German. It's like, (laughs) it sounds like, you know, it's angry, but it's, it's, it's like, give it a go, you know, and I'll hopefully, I'll give you some examples and hopefully you'll you'll just see how sort of efficient and how logical like the German language is. So one of my favorite words uh, is the word Henschwer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah. if, if if you speak English, hand shoe, you might be able to even you know figure this word out. But there's sort of two words. It's hand, which is hand, mm-hmm. and shoe, which is shoe. Hand shoe, yeah. and a hand shoe in English, we don't call it a hand shoe, but it's a glove, and it is literally shoes that you put on your hand and that's yeah. it's just so efficient and there are other words for instance um ähm um, yeah. a külschrank is a fridge but literally means a cold cupboard which it is mm-hmm. it's it is a cupboard it's yeah. just cold and uh, a, a last example yeah. which i just I, I find so funny is a i believe you you might be able to correct me but a uh, nachschnecke is that a uh don't know like if a, 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 a slug it's a slug OK, uh, let me because it, it, it basically means a naked snail. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's uh, wait, let me just let me just look at this up. Ah, nach, yeah, Nagtschnecker is is a is a die Nagtschnecker is a slug, which means the naked, yeah. <laughs> naked snail, the snail yeah. without its, its house. <laughs> I'd love that about German. Yeah, yeah I just yeah. find it so funny.
0: I think that's something that 's like really interesting about the german language, and I, you know going back to this idea that like the way that people express things and um, said something about their worldview i mean like there is that stereotype that germans are are a lot more precise and they, they see things very you know clearly, and part of that might come from the fact that their language yeah. is language of precision precision yeah you know?
1: and also just to 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 add to this before we 're going to have to move on to the questions at some okay. point i mean i am yeah. Thoroughly in, enjoying this, and I yeah, think yeah. it's interesting. We'll have to we'll start it again after, but we'll we'll move on to the questions. But just to finish on the, it sort of changes your perception of like the world. um Something that I that I read, and uh, it was all about how language shapes the way you see the world. Yeah. And for instance, in in a lot of language, and in, in English, we we don't have this, but we have uh, genders for mm-hmm. for certain words. Mm-hmm. So in French, you have two, German, you have three, et cetera. And depending on which gender an object belongs to, mm-hmm. you will perceive that object um, with different characteristics. So mm-hmm. for instance, if if a word, uh, th- I'm pretty sure there was the word bridge mm-hmm. in this example, which is, um, I believe in German is die. Die yeah. Die and yeah. in French it's, it's a un pont, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And it's it's really funny if you ask a French person to describe a bridge because it's a masculine word and it's un, they'll say, oh, it's this kind of you know strong structure, robust, and you can walk across it, and it's blah 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 blah. All these kind of um, sort of manly you know hyphen yeah. you know characteristic. But whereas in German, they would describe it: "Oh, it's like this architecture, and it sort of goes and it links these two things, you know." And it's just you you see objects differently just because they have yeah. a, a different uh, connotation, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah, I've heard, and I, I, I've heard of that too, and you know, because of course, some people are like, "Oh, the language you speak doesn't influence the way you see the world," and I, I would argue that it does to an extent. Mm. Um, but there was—I don't know if you ever saw the movie Arrival, but more or less i won't give any spoilers but it's like it's one of the it's a sci-fi movie and what happens is like these aliens arrive and they have like a completely different notion of time and there's this linguist that learns certain language and because the notion of time is different in their language she like begins to be able to see like the past the present and the future and so it's like a really cool kind of you know and so mm. she ends up because
1: i i I love stuff like this yeah
0: yeah so it's really cool and i think that's like a really cool a movie
1: based off of that that concept but um but anyway david so um i'm gonna ask you three questions right and every episode i ask um the the friend that's joined me three questions one of these questions is from me uh one of these questions is actually from the previous episode Okay, friend who was on the podcast? Yeah. And one of the questions is actually from uh, from a listener. Okay. Okay. First question is from me. I'm going to give you my one first. And my my question is um would you rather Luke 10 years older from the neck up or the neck down
0: depends on my diet and exercise routine over the next 10 years (laughs) um i think i actually might want to look 10 years older like from the neck up because i don't know um hopefully in ten years I'll be able to grow a full beard. <laughs> <You> know, <that's laughs> that's really yeah,
1: we were talking about this just yeah. before. Yeah, that yeah. solves that problem.
0: Exactly. Um but I might also start balding ten years earlier. So Ooh. Yeah. yeah. No. That's but a fine line. I don't know. And also like from the neck up is what people see in the everyday
1: situation. Yeah, so, but it's the special people that see from the neck down. Yeah. Like the, your closest... 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 Uh, friends, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I would say from the neck up, you know, yeah. Do you reckon... Because my my uncle and my grandfather are both bald, so the chances of me going bald are kind of high. I, d- I, d- I don't think it'll happen, to be honest. I don't see any... Yeah. signs but are, are you are you gonna you think like jason statham it kind of
0: I, what i've heard and this could just be like a housewives tale kind of thing but <laughs> um <laughs> the real housewives of <laughs> katie texas um <laughs> but what i've heard is that it's your mother's father who determines like Gina. Yeah,
1: well, my, my mother's father <laughs> and my mother's brother are both bald. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think you might be a little out of luck. Um, like you can get like I, there's what I always forget what it's called. It's like oxicidal or something. I don't know, but there's some kind of thing that you can get. You can put in your hair, and it like stimulates hair growth. So you can definitely stave it away for a little while. But um, I mm. think I think I might also end up going bald because. Although my mother's father had hair until the day he died, it ended up being very thin. And my cousin, <laughs> who shares my mother's father with me, has started to go bald. So Ooh. he's not balding, his hair is
1: just thinning a lot. No, he's 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 balding, David. Oh, let me just tell you. He's balding for sure. You know, life is more fun when you live. <laughs> yeah, true. In illusion. <laughs> I, I would also say the same. I, I would have said the same as you from the neck up, because I mean, most like that's only ten percent of your body, and you've got ninety percent yeah. down here. And also, one of the, one of the reasons I mean, like, so my heart, my lungs, my all my vital organs sure. are in, are below my neck. The only issue is my brain. Yeah. Right, which, which actually I just thought about now. That's kind of an important thing. But I, I would still say from the neck up um, age. Oh, actually, now I said brain because brain means that you like if your brain fucks up, then you forget how to speak. You f- I mean, you can forget who people are. Um, yeah. But I'd, it'd just be nice to have abs, wouldn't it? When you're like, when you look 60. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, it would be it would be um, and also like the thing is you know, from like kind of like a holistic medicine point of view, if you take if you're if from the neck down works, you know you can exercise, you can go for walks, you can keep your body like in motion, you can weight lift, you can do whatever, and you can in like your digestive system, your fuck. System. (laughs) Shush, shush, shush. It works. It still works. You can like feed yourself well. And so that way you can take care of yourself like more holistically and then your brain will be a little bit better to go, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. I I agree. Right. So we've come to a consensus on that, on that particular question. Right, um, David. Right, you choose. Would you rather the guest from the listener first, or the ge- or the question, rather than the from the previous guest? Who was Connor, by the way? Connor, yeah, Connor is 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 okay. You. Irish Connor.
0: I don't know if I ever met Irish Connor.
1: I uh, maybe okay. not. He's Irish anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I'll take Connor's question. Classic question, but I, I, I haven't asked you this question before. This is, this is the thing. With this podcast, you get to ask your friends questions you've never asked them before.
0: Yeah. So yeah. Connor's
1: question was a classic, but I love it. Um, when, so if, well, not if, when, when you die and you get to choose to be reincarnated as an animal, Um, which animal you choosing my friend this this
0: there's only one correct answer for me i want to be reincarnated as a baleen whale (laughs) think about it you spend your whole life swimming singing and eating and they're like they're anti-whaling laws now so no one's gonna like hunt me they're like the ones that don't have teeth they have those like long um
1: so they're just like big toddler fish (laughs) no. <laughs> Basically they just swim, so like okay so like, eat and they can't chew stuff properly.
0: Okay, no 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 no. They 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 filter they like so like have you ever seen Finding Nemo? I yeah
1: with the with yeah. the like fibers in the yeah, they have the
0: fibers. Yeah. So they're like <laughs> toothed whales, tooth whales, I don't know. But there's those kind of whales that have teeth and they like bite into seals or fish, but baleen whales just have those like fibers and they just like filter in krill and then they just eat it. So don't,
1: you don't even have to go shopping. You literally just yeah. You could you could be sleeping and it could just yeah. come in. Is that exactly. breakfast here?
0: Yeah, literally. I don't yeah. have to. I don't have to go hunting. Nothing's gonna hunt me. I just like imagine being a blue whale, just swimming around. You know, and just like.
1: But then I mean, I mean, all right. I I I respect the answer. Uh, obviously, no <laughs> problem. No, <I'm> just, <laughs> um, just like obviously, you've spent. I mean, your lifetime on land, and then you're transitioning straight away into a lifetime below land, like underwater. Like, isn't that weird? Like, I I don't know. what It would because I'd like seeing buildings. I like seeing people. I like, but then it's just like all blue. Listen, you know, haven't you heard of Atlantis? Oh, it's, it's blue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's why.
0: <laughs> no, I I mean that's fair. But I mean, also, like, I feel like there'd be some good shit to see down there. Like, think about it. It's something like less than 5% of the ocean has been mapped by man. So who
1: knows what's down there, you know? Loads of stuff. I've, my, my answer to this question is kind of the land equivalent okay. of a whale, which an ele- is an elephant. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Because it's just, you know, they're just so chill. Yeah. And it, they're just, they're just walking about eating bananas. They don't even, you know, you put like a bunch of bananas in an elephant's mouth, the skin, everything, the, the, the stem, everything. It'll just like chewing gum. It just, you know, goes down. Um, and yeah, they're just so chill. Yeah.
0: And they're also really smart. They're really intelligent. They thanks. Can, you yeah, know, thanks. they have like really good social structures too, I think. You know?
1: Thanks a lot. Um,
0: yeah and elephants would be pretty cool also like
1: really strong yeah ripped although good looking say,
0: I'm pretty sure that so <laughs> <laughs> i have like a problematic opinion <laughs> um every elephant i've seen in person i feel like is fake <laughs> like it's just like, the ones in the books all- are not real what I meant, <laughs> you're valid. <laughs> this is the correct answer. But what I meant was, um, like, when I go to the zoo, and, like, there's one in front of me, you know, like, it's
1: more real. That's one not a me- nice I, way I, to I, call that lady. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what you call <got> me? What you call me? But she, anyways, so there's a group at the San Antonio Zoo. They're called the Golden Girls, they're five elephants. They're all these old Asian elephants, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so they're all really. They just look like animatronics, like they. It's like this, like I don't know, maybe it's just because they're old. Which is, I don't know if that's ageist. I don't know, like am I allowed to say that about old elephants. It's kind of like I just, I just feel like they're fake. And one <laughs> want to know <laughs> a really problematic opinion that I have? I feel like it's kind of like. My opinion of, like, like English people, I feel like English people are all voice acting. There's no way that accent really...
1: English as in,
0: like, from the UK, English? No, because I feel like Scottish, like, Scottish, that Scottish
1: accent is real. Do you think I have a Scottish accent when I speak? Because I, I feel as if I've lost it a little bit.
0: I hear very distinctly Scottish words or, like, Scottish things every once in a while. But, like, I there definitely are some words where I'm like, oh, that's very Scottish. Yeah. But no, I feel like English people, like the ones like down south, (laughs) I feel like... London. London. I feel like they're all voice actors.
1: (laughs) Uh, Fun fun fact, every English person has a role in Harry Potter at some point. I knew it. I knew it.
0: You know, but it's just... And maybe that's just because I grew up, you know, here. And the only times I heard English... You know, the English accent, because I definitely heard Scottish accent because I had some Scottish friends or whatnot. And I've definitely heard the Irish accent online. Like, the only time I heard people speak with, like, an accent was when they were, like, voice acting. Like, they watched, like, an episode of Doctor Who and they're like, oh... British English is so cool. And so they started like doing it in junior high, talking like that in junior high and spelling the words wrong, you know, like adding a U. Do you think it, Oh,
1: it's not wrong.
0: (laughs) I'm just messing with you. But I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe that's why, like I feel that way. But when I, when I went to London last summer with, um, with my mom and my family, I was just struck i was like there's no way all these people actually talk (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's just a set it's a big set It's a big set it really is yeah hard enough you can see the
1: cameras you know (laughs) but yeah just but, but before before we go into the last question just a simple yes or no okay um the the british accent sexier than the american accent
0: Which American accent? Like the general? Are we talking about general British and general American? um,
1: Yeah, I'm talking. Yeah, general American, not a specific. Okay, definitely Uh, not Texan.
0: (laughs) I love the southern accent. Like y'all, listen up. Um, My thing is that I don't know.
1: Just, just a simple, a simple yes or no is fine.
0: Okay, simple yes or no. No need to justify. I have to say American.
1: So that's going to be cut out for sure. <laughs> okay, I'll just, okay. But, I'll, I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll just, because at some point during this podcast, you will have said, yes, I'm just going to cut that out and put it next or British. I'll just take British and put it out and put it next to the British. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's nice <laughs> and clear. It in a way where it's like a
0: job. <laughs> oh, um, no, i have like big opinions about the american accents and the british accents if i like the scottish accent the most out of the ones from the british isles um, but yeah if it was scottish i'd say yes but just those people in london if they talk like them,
1: yeah I, no. I mean we're not we're not talking about attitude we were just talking about accent but their their attitude is linked to the accent there's some social Social stature, of yeah. sort of accents, but um, but yeah, that's an that's another that's another episode right there <laughs> yep. in itself. Yeah,
0: <laughs> come back in a week for.
1: <laughs> <laughs> come back later. Uh, right, so David, this is the last question, and this question uh, is actually from um, from uh, Charlotte. Okay, my my girlfriend. Oh, yeah, that's her. and so this is for. I mean, it's 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 her idea. Um, so you mentioned that you're backing uh, Bernie Sanders. Yeah. In these elections, yeah. uh, 2020. Um, so her question to you was, "What do you think Bernie Sanders does on his day off?" So we're speaking Sunday no politics you okay. can't just go back oh he does he replies to stuff no sunday i want you to walk us through his daily routine <clears throat> when does he wake up what does he eat? where does he go and when does he go to bed so he's gonna plan
0: on sleeping in until eight because <laughs> i mean he's, he's, he's old so eight i mean eight is a little bit old and he's busy. It's not. It's not easy being the only one fighting for socialist, godforsaken countries. <laughs> um, but he's gonna wake up, unable to sleep because of anxiety, at around maybe like latest six a.m. He's gonna gotta take some coffee. <laughs> I can't even do it. Coffee, <laughs> um, coffee, and he's going to. Honestly, I hope he just gets a good day off. I mean, I would love to say he goes to the spa, he goes for a walk with his dogs. like I really want him to have a good
1: day um, but on his day off, you can make that happen i mean you 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 are in that position right now. you have that power to give him the day off he deserves
0: okay, so the day off he deserves, so yeah, he's gonna go for a walk with the dogs, he's gonna go talk- you know see his neighbors. Say hi to the like American people, you know it's like shake some hands you know <laughs> and, uh, it's a beautiful spring day springtime it actually is springtime in the south right now, which is a tragedy because I have to stay inside quarantine, uh, but it's beautiful out, so he's gonna go look at the blooming flowers um he's probably gonna honestly, I hope someone slips him a little drink early on because he needs it. <laughs> he <all> <laughs> enjoy some nice little champagne i don't know um i bet he's secretly a fit grandpa i bet he chose he chose 10 years older from the face up (laughs) yeah
1: as soon as that suit comes off you're like oh Um, my
0: god God." Um, so yeah he pops his suit off he does some ab crunches he does some pull-ups i don't know He, he seems like a reader he seems like an educated man.
1: He seems like a reader, but he also seems like someone who could just make a campfire. Oh, And you know what? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I
0: wouldn't, so he probably is going to go out in nature, enjoy some meditation, He'll probably do some yoga, you know, some yoga, make out campfire. <laughs> have the family over, you know, family, neighbors. Honestly, I think he's just going to try and sleep. <laughs> Fingers crossed for him. Yeah. Oh, but actually in this moment, he might stay inside is a coronavirus. He is
1: years old. I mean, if if he chose if he chose the ten year below the, the neck, his heart and all his vital organs should be okay. So, yeah. who knows? Who knows? We're going to have to end the podcast here because it's, it's long. It was so, we just have too many interesting things to talk about.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I would love to do like a second episode mate,
1: or something. Mate, you're, you're coming back uh, cool. for sure. But uh, anyway, David, thanks a lot for joining. Yeah. It's an absolute pleasure. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm glad. And, um, thanks. Thanks everyone for listening. I'm just going to do this sort of typical end of podcast okay. script. I won't um, where I'm going to give everyone the email address and stuff because there's an email address to the book. Oh, cool. Cool, cool, cool. So official. So, the uh, if you have any questions, um, the email address for the podcast is T O N T podcast at gmail.com. T O N T, which obviously stands for to be or not to be um, podcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions for me, for David, for anyone, um, if you have any questions about the things we said, then um, send us an email. And also, if you would like to ask any questions to the next guest, send us a question. Send us an interesting question, and we might feature it on the next episode. So, thanks very much for listening, David. Cheers, man. It's been a pleasure. See you later. Bye. 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 <laughs>